だってさいつか兄ちゃんは大人になる Welcome to Anime in Action, a brand new podcast dedicated to anime and all things related. Whether you are an anime lover already or you are wondering if anime will interest you, this podcast will submerge you into the worlds of some incredible shows from various genres. There is so much to see and learn from the world of anime, and I am so excited to get started. With your help, I hope that Anime in Action can become a place to celebrate fantastic anime both old and new. I'm so glad you clicked in, and I hope you stick around. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. This episode, we will be covering a review of Forest of Piano or Piano no Mori. This is an anime which I stumbled across on Netflix, whose cover image and the promise of classical music was enough to pull me in. Not really sure what this anime had in store, and as the first musical anime series I ever watched, I was interested in seeing what exactly the 24 episode series was all about. Now, in putting together a bit of background info on this series, it seems like this anime is divisive in its reception. It is often compared to several series in the musical genre which came before it, including Your Lion April, which we will be covering next episode. One of the most divisive aspects of this series is its combination of the 2D and 3D CG animation. This series created a unique viewing experience by shifting from 2D animation to three dimensional CG when characters played the piano. I will 100% admit that when I was watching this show for the first time, I was incredibly confused by what I was seeing and what about the animation was so visually jarring. However, once I was able to understand what exactly was changing and experience more of the show and how they planned to use these switches, I began to enjoy the jarring nature of the scenes quite a bit. Additionally, I know that many people found the 2D animation very bland and lacking detail and elegance. But honestly, I didn't mind. In fact, I found it quite soothing and refreshing. In terms of the transitions, once the initial awkwardness faded, I was able to appreciate the point that was being made by the storytelling team. By switching from the very plain and simple 2D animation that much of the show utilized in all scenes apart from during the musical performances, the introduction of the 3D shift created a literal transportive effect. That launched the viewer into a detailed 3D world of sound and visuals. Furthermore, the fluidity and lighting that were made possible by the shift to 3D allowed scenes to shift from static frames to moments filled with a dynamic and glowing visual experience that pulled the audience along for the musical journey. By minimizing the complexity of the 2D animation and jarring their audience to attention by the transition to 3D, This anime literally immersed its audience in a more colorful and vibrant world, demonstrating the power of music. That being said, I will admit that viewing an anime using a mixture of 2D and CG took a bit of getting used to, but honestly, once you get over that, the transportive nature of the shift is really something wonderful. While, yes, the animation is certainly a contentious aspect of this anime, I still advocate for you to give it a watch if you haven't already. Now, let's talk about the music. What can I say about the music in this series other than that it is simply wonderful? Honestly, this was one of my first extended experiences in the world of classical music, and I really enjoyed it. Somehow, listening to the same pieces played over and over again was not annoying or drawing at all. In fact, while I watched the show, I started studying the classical music, and I still do now. The focus that this series had on demonstrating the spectrum of ways a single piece could be played really opened my eyes to the beauty of classical piano. 
And as a frantic and stressed out student trying to figure out how on earth I was going to write the next chapter of my thesis, this show was just enough to calm me the heck down in time to get back to work. Now let's talk about the protagonists, starting with Kai Ichinose. As mentioned in the last episode, when the anime begins, Kai Ichinose is a young boy in elementary school who grew up in the red light district with his mother who was a prostitute. He is free-spirited and spends much of his time in the forest behind his house. Strong-willed and with absolutely no filter, he has a remarkable ability to learn songs just by hearing them once, and then is able to recreate them on the piano, despite never having been taught. Kai is intent on playing the piano, and although he starts out simply looking to be able to play the minute waltz, once he competes in front of an audience and experiences performing, he is hooked and set down a path in competition with himself, interested only in bettering himself in every performance. He consistently befriends those around him despite the competitive nature of the contexts in which he meets them, and is always working to help those around him become the best pianist they can be. Now let's talk about Shuhei Amamiya. Shuhei Amamiya is the same age as Kai, but where Kai is wild and unrefined, Shuhei is reserved and proper. Shuhei comes from a family of renowned pianists, and although he has been learning the piano from a very young age, he is somewhat resistant to the instrument. For much of this anime, Shuhei is in constant conflict. Although he describes the conflict as something between him and Kai, it is very evident that the conflict is within himself. Shuhei has very little confidence in his own abilities and is constantly striving to attain the level of proficiency that Kai shows. He is single-minded in his pursuit of Kai and at times becomes obsessive over his and Kai's relationship and piano play. This leads us into the central conflict. Kai and Shuhei's relationship is an incredibly interesting one. It is complex and ever-changing, and watching these two boys interact and grow together, spurring one another on, is so interesting. The boys become fast friends and bond over a love for piano. However, by the end of the first arc, we learn that Shuhei has some very deep insecurities about his level of piano compared to that of Kai's. Although Shuhei was one of the main reasons Kai entered the world of classical music in the first place, Kai's quick mastery of the fundamentals and expert development of a personal sound scared Shuhei and eventually made him fear his own failure. As a young boy, this relationship is completely understandable and is depicted in a very relatable way. At the beginning of the second arc, which we will get into deeper later on, Shuhei discovers that Kai will be attending the Warsaw International Chopin competition, and we witness again Shuhei's competitive relationship with his childhood friend. We watch as Shuhei begins to question whether or not he will be able to compete with Kai and whether or not he will be ready in a year's time. He decides that he will compete as well and that he will make sure that he is up to the task of keeping up with Kai. When we meet the boys again, they share a brief interaction of only a cold glance sent Kai's way from across the room following Shuhei's performance in the preliminary round of the competition. During Kai's turn on stage, he begins to have a panic attack and cannot seem to start playing. He is only able to begin his performance once Shuhei jolts him out of it by loudly coughing in the audience, bringing Kai back to the moment. Kai is then able to give a stellar performance and earn enough points to make it to the next round. Shuhei even explains that he only saved Kai in order to ensure that he would make it to the next round of competition so the two could face off against one another. 
In this moment, Kai explains to Shuhei that he has no interest in competing with him, and that, like him, Shuhei should only focus on competing against himself. Here, Shuhei speaks to his father about his insecurities surrounding his relationship and rivalry with Kai. He explains that unless he beats Kai in his own mind, he will not be able to continue on the path of becoming a pianist. Despite all of this, during the competition, Kai realizes that it is in fact Shuhei's sound that Kai enjoys hearing more than any other. Although the boys have a massive falling out after the second round of the competition, they manage to reconcile in time for the final performance and both boys realize exactly how important the other one is to their life and how much they care for their friend. As far as central conflicts go, this is one of my favorites. The simultaneous simplicity and nuance of this conflict is beautiful and touching in a very unique and relatable way. If we turn to supporting characters, this series provides some excellent examples of mentor-student relationships. In the process of writing this review, I realized that one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much is because of the way it depicts some of the healthiest student-mentor relationships that I think I have ever seen depicted on screen. There is no toxicity, pressure, or resentment to be found in most of the relationships between the competitors and those who support them. Although I know that this may be an unrealistic depiction, the health and kindness shown is so cathartic and does wonders to bring the viewer into a welcoming world. In order to provide an example, let's first look at Kai's mentor, Sasuke Ajino. This man is a wonderful person and a wonderful teacher to Kai. Despite his own past trauma after losing his ability to play the piano professionally after injuring his hands in a car accident, with the help of Shuhei, he discovers Kai playing the piano and makes it his mission to introduce Kai to the world stage. His teaching style, demeanor, and attitude towards Kai's growth is refreshing and warming to the heart. Ajino finds a balance between teaching and guiding Kai and manages to inspire him to enter the world of piano on a grand scale. Similarly, Amamiya's father fulfills a very similar role in Shuhei's life. The fact that Yorichiro Amamaya had a similar relationship with Ajino Sasuke as that of his sons to Kai, allowing Yorichiro to identify greatly with his son, provided the two a point of bonding. His own experience with chasing the sound and perfection of a pure pianist could have turned Yorichiro dark and led him to put pressure on his son to succeed where he failed, but instead it brings out a compassion and understanding that was integral to his son's support and development. Because the series only has a 24 episode run and much of the action is found in piano performances, I figured we would have the time to go over this series in detail. So let's start with the first arc. This arc spans the first six to seven episodes of the series and focuses on Kai's journey to learn proper piano technique and to subsequently discover his own piano sound. One of the things I really enjoyed about this series was the fact that it took into consideration that Kai learned to play the piano by using the piano in the forest, which was unkempt and exposed to the elements, requiring exceptional finger strength to create sound. The transfer of skills to playing high-level songs on a proper instrument required a learning curve. Now keep in mind I know absolutely nothing about the piano nor anything about what it takes to play it well. So although I would have been none the wiser if Kai was simply able to transfer his skills directly to a proper piano, 
I really enjoyed the fact that the first challenge Kai faces is rooted in him refining his skills and tempering his strength in order to adapt to the fluidity of a proper instrument. Additionally, the brief arc in which Kai is learning how to move and pace up his playing in order to work on a piece like Chopin's Minute Waltz really helped me as a layman in classical music understand the complexity of playing the work of a composer like Chopin. To witness Kai's struggles with Chopin's composition despite his natural abilities as a prodigious pianist was very helpful in cultivating my understanding of the stakes and the challenge that was posed. It also made me quickly fall in love with Kai's character due to the way he interpreted the challenge of Chopin. Instead of getting annoyed or fed up with the artist's music due to the fact that he was unable to reproduce the sound immediately like he could with all the other pieces he had heard in the past, and instead became obsessed with Chopin and drove himself to conquer the challenge and overcame the hurdle accomplished a lot for me in terms of developing Kai's character in the first arc of the series. Furthermore, through Kai's instruction in proper technique, we get to witness how Kai views piano and how he views challenge and competition. We learn from this arc that Kai does not view his fellow competitors as anything more than friends and fellow pianists. The only competition which Kai understands is between him and himself. And this is a major theme and idea which we find running through the entire anime. In order to visually display the struggle Kai has with the piano, however, the story introduces several spectral figments of Kai's imagination in the forms of people in his life wearing the wig and red coattails typical of Mozart. These imaginary people act as gatekeepers to the piano and often speak nightly and even in some cases bully Kai towards quitting on trying to discover his own sound. Though in the end of the first arc, we get to watch as Kai shakes off these negative specters and play his own sound, proving to himself that he can become a great pianist. Moving on to the second arc, we begin the Poland-Chopin competition. The second arc has a large focus on Shuhei, his character development, and his psychological state surrounding the piano and his relationship with Kai. After a well-paced time jump, just after the first competition, we pick up again five years later as Kai and Shuhei reunite and catch up. Here we learn that Kai has been practicing in Japan for the past five years and that Shuhei has been struggling to find his own sound and play with emotion like Kai does. After seeking out his friend and finding him playing piano in a strip club, dressed like a woman, Shuhei asks Kai about music and tries to understand how Kai imbues his piano with so much energy. He explains how difficult playing the piano has been and how he has been struggling with his own piano and his inability to play due to his fears of never matching up with Kai's sound. After asking Kai to play his best piano in order to force him to stop running from his friend's skill and beginning the healing process of accepting the journey ahead of him, Shuhei returns to school ready to begin working to become the best pianist he can be. After returning to school, Shuhei learns that Kai will be attending the International Chopin Competition in Poland the following year, and as such the reunion is set and will continue to unfold through the preliminary rounds of the competition. Skipping again directly to the beginning of the competition, we get to witness Shuhei's performance, which is incredibly precise and is received extremely well by the crowd and Kai alike. After saving Kai during his preliminary round, the two boys are set to compete in the first round of the competition. During this round, Kai is shocked when he hears Wei Pang, a competitor whose style uses Sasuke Ajino's sound, 
though Pang transforms it into his own by imbuing it with darkness, pain, and anger. Following the performance of Adomski, a famous Polish pianist, Shuhei takes the stage and delivers a joyful and crystalline performance. He then goes into a bit of a nervous spiral concerning the role he played in starting Kai down a road into the world of classical music, and is pulled out of it by Adomski, who shares some very kind words. Nevertheless, Shuhei is intent on beating Kai in this competition and sees no other path in front of him. After a solid performance by Lech Szymanowski, the grandson of a Polish master pianist and Poland's rising star, Kai takes the stage to close out the end of the second arc. In this performance, Kai brings the audience along with him as he unfolds a unique set arrangement and pulls his listeners along on an emotional journey embodying Kai's young years as he learns the piano under the guidance of Vagino. The third arc begins with the unveiling of the names of the competitors who made it into the next round. Due to the reveal that Adomski, the competitor thought to have been Poland's shining star, did not make the cut, Kai is unable to hear whether he made the cut himself. Shuhei begins this arc once again in a bit of a panic attack, and once again he is grounded by Adomski. After getting a bit of a backstory into Adomski's life and playing history, we get to hear a deep performance by Wei Pang that highlights the pain and anguish of his upbringing, and we also get a glimpse into his tragic background. The next day, Shuhei takes the stage again, and keeping Adomski's words in mind, is determined to make this performance for Kai, and Kai alone. The result is a somber and melancholy ode that finally reaches Shuhei and allows him to understand what it means to be connected to the piano through his soul. The newfound sound, although mesmerizing to the audience, sparks a reaction of concern in his father, who although proud, worries that if his son is unable to maintain his new style for the duration of the competition, he will not be able to continue on. Shuhei begins to be overcome by the newfound emotion of having finally discovered his sound and temporarily loses a grip on his performance, but is successful in regaining control. Unfortunately, Yoichiro is still concerned by his son's mistakes and Shuhei is disappointed by his father's remarks. The following day, Lek performs and manages to dazzle the audience with a set that evokes the beauty and calm of his forest while also tapping into Chopin's roots and the spirit of Poland. To finish off the round, Kai takes the stage and starts off strong with an impressively delivered mazurka. The audience is pulled into Kai's performance and is welcomed by the music which evokes Poland's essence and touches the hearts of the Polish audience. He then brings the audience with him to his forest and evokes flames with his playing, which earns him a standing ovation in the middle of his program. He finishes out his program strongly and connects with the Polish spirit of Chopin, earning his second standing ovation. To conclude the third arc, the judging process begins, showing that some judges were using ulterior motives in their ranking process and that Amamiya is on the bubble for a position in the next round. fourth and final arc begins with the announcement of the final list. Here we learn that Shuhei did not make the final cut while Kai progressed on to the final round. After Lek knowingly lies to Kai and tells him to go congratulate Amamiya, Shuhei snaps at Kai and leaves. The next day, Shuhei realizes that gloating was not in Kai's nature 
and that the day before must have been a misunderstanding. It is then that Kai runs into Shuhei in the park, and the boys have a difficult heart-to-heart. Shuhei goes so far as to tell Kai that he has hated Kai since elementary school because of how jealous he is of Kai's piano. He even explains that he wishes he had never met Kai, which he recognizes has nothing to do with Kai himself and everything to do with his own insecurities. Kai is hurt, but is understanding, and doesn't push the matter. Once Amamiya leaves, Kai breaks down emotionally, and at a memorial service for Chopin, Shuhei's father recognizes that he had a hand in reinforcing his son's competitive relationship with Kai, and fostering the competitive motivation in him as opposed to nurturing a love of piano itself, he begins to have regrets. That being said, Shuhei is able to reconcile the results of the second round and has a change of attitude as he recognizes how significant his breakthrough truly was. He is able to realize that meeting Kai was not, as he claimed, an event he resents. It is an event that allowed him to be inspired to continue playing and growing as a pianist. After hearing one of the final competitors perform, Shuhei realizes that he must find Kai and apologize for hurting him in order to help ensure Kai is able to perform at his best. Kai has come to realize that a major reason he pursued the piano in the first place was in order to maintain a closeness to Shuhei, and as a result, his fear of Shuhei and Ajino's departure terrifies him. But as Kai begins to practice for his final performance, he hears a piano accompanying him, and realizes from the sound that it's Amamiya. The boys reconcile wordlessly. We also learn that Kai has serious plans for winning, the details of which we don't fully receive. As the final performances continue, a gossip expose surfaces detailing Wei Pang's childhood and is shocking. Before his turn to take the stage, Pang bumps into Ajino, the one person whose opinion he cares about. Ajino does not disappoint and is incredibly graceful and encourages Pang to play his very best piano and show him how his own sound has evolved. Pang leaves the exchange euphoric and ready to deliver the performance of his life. However, when he begins playing, he is surprised to find his sound has been altered by the recognition he received from Ajino. His sound now includes a warmth and a love that he had never before experienced. The performance earns him a resounding standing ovation. Following Pang's performance, Kai takes the stage and opens with a strong movement and despite the blackout, manages to calm the orchestra and the audience while transporting them through his play back to his forest. By Kai's third movement, he discovers a new sound and frees himself by the forest by reaching for the wind and the sky, bringing the audience, including Ajino, to tears. Lek closes the show with a performance dedicated to his sister, Amelia, who is in a coma. Supported by the orchestra, his performance is incredible and emotional and receives a remarkable reaction from the audience. Following the final performance, we discover that a reporter has uncovered a disparity in the competition's judging choices, and as a result, a new judging method is set in order, taking into consideration that all scoring will be open to the public. This removes any and all possibility for judges to input their bias or schemes into the judging process. In doing so, 
these changes completely reframe the judging process and as a result of the publicly shared scoring kai ichinose is named the first prize winner of the international warsaw chopin piano competition in addition to receiving three of the four additional awards after the award ceremony we finally get to learn why kai was so determined to win we learned that the reason Kai needed to win was because he had made a deal with the best hand surgeon that if he won the Chopin competition, the doctor would carry out a procedure on Ajino's hands. My god, what an ending. All this was a means to an end of ensuring Ajino would remain a part of Kai's life by making sure he could continue to play the piano. I swear the first time I watched this series, this scene brought tears to my eyes. The unique thing about musical anime is that so much of the wow factor comes from the chills created by the music itself. Unlike awesome action scenes, musical buildup is much harder to describe and convey. As a result, I will only briefly touch on which moments of this series were my favorites, because they so heavily had to do with the music that each character played. So before naming my favorite moment, I will list a few honorable mentions, which include Kai playing the minute waltz correctly for the first time. Kai playing Rachmaninoff as the winner of the Invitational Soloist Award conducted by Thoreau. Honestly, that piece alone just... If, if you need only one reason to watch this show, it's that scene. It's just... it's breathtaking. Additionally, the performance in which Shuhei finds his sound, as well as Lex's final performance, were both awe-inspiring. The emotion, the depth, the pure joy that you could feel coming off of these characters was inspirational, to say the very least. But my all-time favorite performance of the entire series is the third movement of Kai's final performance. And there's not really anything I can say to describe it at all, honestly. I think the only thing you can do is go and check it out for yourself. Personally, I really enjoy the series and I wish there was more of the story to enjoy. If there's one thing I'm disappointed about in this series is that it didn't give us a longer performance with Kai and Ajino playing together. That would have just made my entire day. Anyways, although many people found issue with aspects of the series, the combination for me of simplistic animation, wonderfully curated piano sets, and the development of our protagonists all came together to create a very memorable and engaging story filled with beautiful visuals and surreal musical experiences. I was always excited to see where the next performance would take us, no matter whether it was given by Kai, Shuhei, or one of the many other competitors. The many interpretations of the score made experiencing the nuances of the performances extremely engaging and allowed for anticipation to develop. So, as far as ratings go, I'm gonna give this anime an 8 out of 10. Now, I know that many people will think that that is too high a score, but seeing as this is in fact my podcast, I think that I can say how I truly feel. The music, the characters, the conflict, and the growth all create an absolutely lovely story, filled with passion and beauty and because of that, I enjoyed every minute of this series. Anyways, next episode we will be covering Your Lion April, 
which means that I need to buckle down and finish the second half of the series. But I would love to know what you think of the series, especially whether or not you had a huge problem with the animation style, because I know that that is a huge component for a lot of people who watch this series. That's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the discussion and that you'll check back in next time. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Anime in Action for updates and news. You take a mess!